Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Two working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's NerdPod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Hey guys, what's going on, buddy? Hey man, it's uh, NerdPod. We're back, man. Did I miss this show? Did I? Me too, man. It's a good break, though. Huh? It was. It was. It was a break. I mean, uh, summer's ending, right? Like so, uh, fantasy football drafts and uh, new jobs and craziness. So we needed uh, to take a step back and deal with real life. But we're back. Better than ever uh, by popular demand, man. Like so many people uh, crave this show, which makes me really, really happy. It sounds like you had uh, a couple people say the same, right? Like, uh, yeah, it was multiple in one day, coach. It was getting texts like, where's the new nerd pod coming out? I'm like, oh man, yeah, it, it's coming soon, man, this week. <laughs> right? So, so that's great when that happens. I, I love when that happens. So, um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so what, what in your two weeks or two, I don't even know how long it's been. What have you been up to? So as we revealed on the early show, I am now engaged. So the fiance and I have um, went out there. We, we started looking at venues. Um, so we're pretty darn close of selecting one and a date, which you'll be happy to know. Uh, so that's taken it. We uh, spent Labor Day and um, down in Rhode Island. Had a great time with her family and my family. So just doing a lot of family stuff, you know, dealing with the job, the nine to fiver all day is, you know, that's what it is. It is what it is, right? It is. Um, I got a chance to go to the New England Music Awards show this weekend. Uh, we were nominated for a category, uh, the guy that I play with, Brian McKenzie, um, which was cool. So yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was a, a quick summer. I can't believe it's now September and the weather's dropped to like in the 50s here where I am. So it's, it went quick, dude. Like, I feel like we've accomplished a lot, but there was a lot more on the list, but you know, as we say on the onset of the show two working stiffs, you know, that sometimes get in the way, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. So, but that all sounds good, man. It's all, uh, pushing things forward and I love to hear it. I mean, that's great. So, uh, and, and the same, I mean, uh, been very busy keeping up and, uh, got myself a new, uh, nine to five. Um, so yeah, you know, that and, and kids and dogs and a new living room and, uh, spent a couple of weekends, uh, two weekends. So the Labor Day weekend and the one before in Watch Hill, uh, which is like the southernmost tip of Rhode Island, uh, before you cross into Connecticut where, uh, none other than Taylor Swift lives. So we actually caught a glimpse of, uh, of Tay Tay, as the kids say, uh, out on her deck, I think at some point, or at least the security and, and and so uh, it's 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 crazy that just because somebody lives there, like people were just literally driving down there to ask the security guard, like, "Oh, is she here? Is she here?" Like that that make like people get excited just if she's in Rhode Island. So, uh, but it was interesting. It's a beautiful house. It's a beautiful area. I don't know if you've ever uh, been down there, but the condo we stayed in was absolutely gorgeous. Like we had a, a really uh, fantastic time and uh, had some good food, and you know had to take a second and third mortgage. Out 
out to stay there for a total of five days. But ultimately, it was a good time. Good time. Yeah. So That's cool. Yeah, we did a tr- similar trip out to uh, Rancho Santa Fe in California, which is just outside of San Diego, probably about 20 miles or so. More inland, but same thing, man. Beautiful area. A lot of uh, wealth lives there. We, we happen to be lucky and rent a house um, with the family. So we, we spent a week there, saw the hot air balloons. We, you know, this place was uh, owned or still owned by the president of ASICS. Oh, nice. The shoe company. Yeah, the sneaker company. So big time into the like tennis, women's tennis and stuff. So there's like a court that was a tennis court built in and a swimming pool. All the, all the trappings you'd expect in like a, you know, a wealthy Southern California home. So that was pretty fun to do and pretend like you, you know, you had money for a little while. Yeah, so. live like the other side. I like it. So, yeah, um, yeah but like, you must have. It's, it's on the dream board for nerd pot. Right that's now. right. No, it is. That's right. That's <laughs> great. Um, so, but you must have, uh, did you, you know, what media did you consume? I mean, you must have been thinking about the show. You must have been uh, uh, yeah. show prepping. What do you got? What do you got in the time that we were away? Right. So. I think the, it's funny because the, the the movie thing and we'll we'll get to this later kind of cooled off for me. There wasn't much to that was driving me. Uh, the shows we'll we'll also talk about those a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of TV that I was catching up on. Um, it seemed like a perfect time to do that. But one thing I was been keeping my eye out is what's been happening on the video game front, and in particular the the one game that just came out, and I haven't played it yet, but it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, some folks are throwing the game of the year talk around, which I think is a little premature. But the Spider-Man, the Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, it's an exclusive title, um, dropped. And the feedback and the buzz around this game is is really high. Uh, so this, without getting into the story of it, I can tell you that it's a, a more mature Spider-Man. Uh, eight years into being the superhero, Peter Parker is. So it's... Um, he knows his powers. He knows his skills. So as far as the gameplay is concerned, it's like you're already established as that uh, that superhero. So you're not like it's not an origin story like a lot of games can be. Um, I think if you're familiar with the Batman Arkham series that came out probably I don't know eight years ago or so, the fighting mechanics are similar to that. But one of the things that is the reason why I want to play this is the mechanics of the game. The you know the playability. It's being reporting. It's very smooth and it's satisfying when you're web slinging through New York City, which in itself is like a whole other character to this game. It's a complete open world. You can explore the entire city. Uh, so they, it sounds like they did an amazing job with capturing it. So uh, I plan on getting the game. I know they've been throwing the game of the year uh, title around for this, but it's just, again PlayStation exclusive. I don't know how it's going to stack up to game. Uh, excuse me. Uh, God of War, which to me is the game of the year. But what's more interesting is in this certain this, this current console generation, so Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, which really made some ground up, and PlayStation. Um, this is just an example of why PlayStation is still head and shoulders above the rest for this current gen. Um, they not only had Spider-Man hit, but they released. Uh, Destiny Forsaken, which is uh, an expansion to Destiny 2. And in anticipation of these releases, what PlayStation did was they have that service, right? PlayStation Plus, I'm sure uh, the boys have got that. Uh, where you can go online, you play multiplayer and all that. But 
it's it, there's a cost associated to it, but PlayStation will release a certain amount of games free every single month. Well, this month in September, they released Destiny 2, the full game, and in God of War 3, the remastered version, for free download if you're a PlayStation Plus member. I mean, those are AAA-rated games right there. So, very cool. Um, so, I, I, I feel like in the next couple of weeks, I'll be getting Spider-Man and ripping into that a bit and giving a more hands-on uh, review in the you know the coming shows so that's really what i've been looking at man yeah that's is the video game that, side. that sounds fun um and uh I, we do have a playstation 4 console um so i think the last thing that i did um uh was got the game of thrones game which was a lot of fun on playstation 4 i mean just in as a you know uh sort of a brainless uh exercise it's a it's a fun game so that's something that i might uh i might grab so uh but i'll have to wait for your review first um hey i'll i'll, I'll give you a quick one quick review like a, a first blush at you know playing this game and uh, let me know if you're interested in getting it because I think it. I don't know if there's a multiplayer. I hope there is. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So I actually. Go like, yeah, and and I really liked uh, Injustice uh, Two. I thought was uh, was really really good. I I actually like. I didn't try that. Uh, I know you you said I should, but it's like I'm gonna wait. I think that one's gonna come out in a really good deal soon, so I'll probably pick it up then. Yeah, and I actually liked it so much that I bought it for a friend in uh, in Philly and sh- shipped it out to him and played head to head a couple times. So. It, I, I, but I see I'm a I'm an old Mortal Kombat guy from way back and that's the structure. I mean the fatalities the it's very much structured like uh like an old Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat game which I love. So and I really love Mortal yeah. Mortal Kombat versus DC. So um I I know it's been a while uh that that game's been out. So it's not a hot take, but I I do really love that game. And uh what I hope will be a game. Um I know that uh, people are clamoring all over the place to get um their hands on uh image comics kill or be killed um i know Mm -hmm. that uh you know there had been some talk about a movie um and we have our own thing working and all of that but uh so so book four came out in this break it was like the the end of august and if you were keeping up on the individual releases on a weekly basis like a couple of our friends that that we know are did uh they certainly had a a, a glimpse in so it wasn't complete i mean if you looked on the internet you could have found out where the story led uh, but as a graphic novel release date uh complete series was done at the end of august so I uh, I really thought that they, I had no clue that this was going to be the, the last of the run. I thought they were going to do at least five books. So to find that they only did four books, uh, as soon as I, I found, figured that out, I, I sort of slow rolled the book. Normally I would have ripped through it. And uh, over like three weekends, I would say I broke it up. And um, so the storyline was going right along. And... Um, listen the first three books i thought were fantastic and uh, so it started off the first four or five chapters of volume four really really good kept in line uh, with the quality listen the art is amazing mm-hmm. and and so um you know this was the same group that did um the trial of captain america so uh, as bucky took over um and and was tried for his crimes uh very similar to the civil war storyline had he gone to trial that's what this is that, that it was a book uh, on the trial and it was one of my fate one of my favorites and so uh 
that's why I jumped into this to begin with. And so I, I think this took a turn. Um, it gave two endings, um, but uh, it gave two soft endings and then a hard ending, none of which that I'll, I'll spoil. Um, but I would say, um, you know, the two spoilings are sort of bait and switch and trick. Um, but I did love uh, how the I, I love the hard ending because it did open up for the future. So uh, it's popular enough that we will see. But but the new book will be um, entirely different. So ultimately, I mean, this was something that I was really high on for a really long time with you. And I, and those first three books, I mean, now I'm going to get you the whole series so that you can just go from start to finish. Um, awesome. And then we'll also do some project stuff based on stuff we've talked about in the past on it because i do still think it's good enough for that but if this was an a plus like um uh i don't know the original um uh jesus uh the original um fight club or uh the arkham series or something like that or you know or the dark knight i would have left it at an a plus mm-hmm. i would say that with the with the tricky ending and then the hard ending i'm going to drop it down to a, to a b um but the first three and a half uh you know books were incredible uh so a plus all the way to a c a hard c minus brings it to a b average so uh go out get it it's uh i'm sure you can grab it on the internet relatively inexpensively or, or a digital copy it's really good it's ip that uh, you know you always love to have characters that you're tied to before a movie comes out it looks like this is going to get made so it's worth anybody who's listening to go out and grab it i think you can grab it at barnes and noble or any comic store uh kill or be killed and uh yeah it was great um solid b and i'm looking forward to see what comes next oh cool man i i know i can't wait to rip into that so I'm thinking for the show right now where we're at, I- I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be uh, light on the week and geek and more heavier on us talking reviews and stuff. So consider this week and geek plus reviews, I think, this week. Fair yeah, that's fair. Yep. Good good assessment. All right. Good assessment. So Cool, man. So on that subject, I finished up uh, Preachers Season 3. And it was amazing. <laughs> I I know um, not everyone's watching the show. I think it's the fourth highest show for AMC in the ratings this season. But out of all of the shows I've been watching, it's probably my favorite one on that channel. And I, I just like how they departed from the comic, from the Preacher comic, yep. uh, starting all the way back in season one. And they really never looked back. Right? They, they just threaded their own story and went with it. I mean, The Walking Dead probably could have learned a lot from that, but you know they were obviously the first one to make that move, The Walking Dead was. So Preacher Season 3 sets up beautifully for Season 4, but I, I've been searching everywhere. I can't find if it's been picked up for another season, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. I, AMC is sort of outside of the... Um, they, they make their decisions later than... Uh, I don't think they're on like that normal... Uh, schedule. So I think it might be a little later because I, I remember I was a huge fan of um, uh, the train show, uh, Hell on Wheels. I really, really, en- yeah, I really enjoyed that show. Um, and and I was also loved Turn. 
or turned whatever that the Washington spies in uh, that was one that I you just couldn't find it uh, when normal reviews came, or renewals came out you just couldn't find it so uh, I think just hold tight I think their their renewals might come sometime around April if I'm remembering correctly oh wow yeah, that's late it is so hopefully that one gets picked up for another season or if not with AMC they get moved somewhere else because it's it's hitting its stride now and. It's one of the most messed up shows on TV today, and it's hilarious. It's gory. It's all those things that I, as a um, a fan of, of this type of uh, you know shows and movies, I love it. So hopefully it comes back. Fear the Walking Dead as well on AMC has been just continually crushing this season. Um, it, it's awesome. I really, again, I'm, I'm recommending people to check that show out, whether or not you're a fan of the original or if you've even seen the first three seasons of that show. It doesn't matter. It This season stands on its own. It's really, really strong. Um, and then for those Breaking Bad fans, Better Call Saul is, just like those other shows, is having a, just a season. So I, I feel that AMC, they're plugging along pretty strongly right now. They're putting out good, good content. And But they also have, we've, we talked about this, they have a very high bar that they set for themselves. You know, with like Mad Men, you mentioned Turned, uh, The Walking Dead in the early stages, Breaking Bad, right? I mean, that's some really just amazing content that they pumped out. And now <laughs> it's it's such a high bar that like two of the shows that I mentioned are spinoffs, right? So Yeah, so and what are your, what yeah, are your I mean, thoughts? I just, I, I do have feelings on this and I, I, I'm not sure that I have a full grasp of what the feelings are. Here's the thing. So... If we go back, um, it, it was really the turn of the, um, I, I want to say like the uh, anti-hero, right? Like the first, like Tony Soprano was the first real anti-hero that I remember in this generation of, uh, and then Don Draper was an amazing anti-hero and then Walter White and then, uh, and and Colin Bohannon from Hell on Wheels and, um, you know, just, just conflicted deep characters, um, Rick Grimes. And I feel like HBO learned the lesson of going too far, right? So uh, I think they probably went a season or two too far with The Sopranos. I think that they, in the past, they went too far and and Showtime did with Dexter. And then it, they started to, to take a turn like with The Wire and then with Boardwalk Empire where it was like they're coming in for five and then they're in and out because there's so much out there. There's so many stories to tell. There's so much good out there that uh, we're just going to tr- we're going to tell the story, even with Game of Thrones. We're going to tell the story that we want to tell. We're not going to stretch it. And then we're going to do spinoffs, which is what Game of Thrones is doing, which is what Walking Dead did, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, Better Call Saul. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I I really liked the first season and a half or two seasons of Better Call Saul. But what happened in the meantime was, you know, the Marvel shows came out. Um, and, and ultimately, again, guilty pleasure. I got locked into... Ollie Queen and Arrow and and uh, Supergirl and so so what happened in the time between Breaking Bad and Mad Men in that strong must see TV for lack of a better term at AMC uh, this whole new world of content has released and now uh, 
instead of me having to show up on Sunday to watch those shows, I'm waiting for them to be in completion so that they fall in line with my other staples, right? So now I have no shows that I absolutely, other than Hard Knocks on HBO, which is, in my opinion, if you talk about reality television, I, I don't know if you watch reality, any reality television, but uh, I do not, and I would consider this true reality television. Uh, Hard Knocks on HBO is the, is, the, is the greatest reality show of all time. Um, you know, it follows a football team through training camp and uh, follows right. guys. And then the, and, and you actually uh, go, you, you go on the path with them. You go on the journey where the first day they show up at the hotel, they work through and they cut literally two-thirds of their team on the last day. And so you fall in love with these characters. You see them play uh, football on the field, You and you're and it's all happening in real time so that there's no delay on filming. You know, if, they, if there was a preseason game on Friday, that Tuesday you're seeing everything and everything that had just happened. So not, a, not like a six- or eight-week delay or something, or even whatever, a year delay like in the Jersey Shore. This, the, th- those shows are incredible. But, um, but, my point is that's the only thing that I'm showing up to watch uh, when it's coming out at 10 o'clock. And, and that wasn't always the case. And so, so my thing is, I sure, will I go back and watch? I'll eventually watch all of the things that you're talking about uh, because mm-hmm. because dry spots hit. But um, nobody, I haven't been compelled. Nobody's grabbed me and said, you have to watch this show on AMC. I can't believe you're not watching Breaking Bad, or I can't believe you're not watching The Walking Dead. Like the, Those moments are happening less and less, and I don't know if they're just hiring the good writers away. I don't know what Vince Gilligan is doing. I don't know what the uh, uh, Kirkman is is doing other than, you know, so that that that's sort of my thing, is, is there's just so much content out there. I think that Maybe you sell that IP to Netflix and let them make it, and you come out with something fresh. Uh, the best thing that they had, and, and I'm a little mad at AMC. I mean, the best thing they had uh, was Comic Book Man, and it's gone. So, um, yeah. so I'm just not sold. Am I saying that those shows are bad? No. And I know I, I give you a hard time about Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, but only because I feel like they've gone too long and they don't belong in the place that they're in. Give me something fresh. And this is my same irritation with Star Wars. I mean, they're not weaving the same story like Marvel is. So I'm just, it, it's just all getting, I need something new. I need something fresh. And I'm not getting that from AMC anymore. And they were competing with HBO on the highest level at that point when they had Breaking Bad, Mad Men, uh, Turn. Uh, I mean, those shows were all going on at the same time or, or, you know, at different points in the season where I was like, all right, I only got two weeks to wait. And then Madman season four. Then I've only got three weeks to wait and then and then bat and then uh, Breaking Bad and then Hell on Wheels and all that. So I know it's a little mini rant that I just went on, but just I feel like they need fresh content, man. I feel like you should be Mm -hmm. three, four, five seasons and out and then send it over and and we'll binge it uh, uh, when we want. I know you feel differently, but that's just where, where, where I'm at on it yeah good take so um what about you know so you talk amc uh hbl what what's going on with the netflix in your opinion what's happening there so again i mean but but it's on so i'll back up and say that uh ozark season two 
came out uh, the last week of uh, of August or last day of August. And it was instant. Boom. We were I think we were in Watch Hill um, and then we came back on that Monday or Tuesday and we jumped right into it. Unfortunately, my wife can only like make it an hour by the time that we're all settled in from work and we have dinner and get everything. It, we started at eight o'clock. She can get one episode in before she passes out. And I promised her I wouldn't watch without her. So uh, it took mm-hmm. it took this long. It's like the 10th of September today or close. We knocked all 10 episodes out and. It is literally the best show that I've seen since the last season of Breaking Bad, I would say. Really? Um, so I haven't seen it yet, man. I I, I didn't watch season one, uh, and my fiance has. So it's like something I, I think I've heard that I need to watch it, it especially since I like Breaking Bad in, the, in that style of show. Um, yeah, so it, it is, it is, it's Breaking Bad, but it's also mixed in with a little bit of... Um, there's character development almost like, uh, I mean, there's a little Dexter in there, right? Like there's a little mm-hmm. Dexter in there and, and there's a little, um, yeah, I mean, just, just that, but, but very, I guess it is very similar to Breaking Bad in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but it's, um, it's excellent, man. I mean, the characters are great and they just took uh, a really hard right turn at the end of this season, which I find completely interesting. Now, I am lost on uh, Laura Linney. I can't stand her. Uh, I couldn't stand her <laughs> as uh, um, John Adams' wife on HBO. John Adams' yep. wife, yeah. Um, she was uh, Truman, um, Burbank, you know, so the Truman Show, the wife there. A lot of stuff, man. Um, That's a tough one to avoid. I know. And then, <laughs> But but then um, uh, Primal Fear uh, is the first thing that I remember her from. And I do remember her being okay in that. She just irritates me. I don't know. Um, I almost feel like a Laura Dern would have been better. But she's really great. And it's really hard to... Because she's supposed to be annoying. Like, Skylar White was annoying. So I think that she's yeah. supposed to be similarly annoying to, to Skylar. Um, two kids. Uh, the, the, the characters are strong. Um villains are great uh great story development uh, season two this is the the probably one of the only times that i would say season two is is clearly better than season one um mm. i loved season one as well so uh excellent show it's something that you should get on as quickly as possible um on the flip side though of um uh, of hb i mean uh, of netflix i'm just cons- i'm concerned that uh, we have to learn how to watch television differently, right? Like uh, yep. with Netflix. And it's just what I just described. Um, I'm thinking that, you know, we come from sort of the Silicon Valley tech world, you and I. So I think we think about things differently than a lot of people do. And what I think is that you, whether it's podcasting or television shows, I feel like you need there needs to be a scheduler out there for you, for people, um, where you can yeah. start to bring this all in, right? To say, um, because th- there's so many things that I'm waiting for. I, I think that the market is more focused on... Um, like contouring the experience to you so like uh if you watched breaking bad it's going to suggest ozark um i think that the market is is focusing on what they think you'll like as opposed to and i think that's important but i also think that i get bogged down and confused and scared and i give up 
And so like, I, I haven't, I know Iron Fist 2 is coming out. I never finished The Defenders. I saw five episodes of Luke Cage. And then because you have to dig back in and hope to find where you left off, because there are so many choices. And so yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like the technology will eventually catch up. I'm also having a really hard time wrapping my head around the business plan of Netflix. Uh, not something that we generally talk about on this show a lot, but it, it's it bothers me when I watch shows because I think they might go away because they're overspending five to one on what they're making. I mean, their subscription is still thirteen ninety nine, and shows are starting to disappear. Like uh, there was a show. Uh, I forget even what it was called at this point because there are so many. Um, and, and it was really, really good and I really, really liked it. And it's been two and a half years and I've seen nothing. Uh, I don't, it was the blind girl that was kidnapped and uh, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but... Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. What is that like show? And I and sequel, right? I loved it, right? Like... <laughs> Uh, and and I still uh, yeah she and then she came back and she had her it was about near death experiences and um, you know the bad guy from Brotherhood and uh, Lucius Malfoy was played the, sort of the the villain it was such a great show and I so it's been so long that I don't remember the name of that show right now and I have no clue whether it's coming back or not that is my fear about Netflix we talk about it so much. Every week we talk about Netflix and Marvel and Hulu and and it's just a concern. You can't just like Movie Pass. You cannot outspend what you're, you know, costing in content by that much and expect to sustain. So Netflix is a huge company, but other huge companies have had to close shop for overspending. So I'm a little worried about that. I'm just that's a little bit of my concern. Um, mm. So. Uh, it seems like every week there's a new show premiering on Netflix that they're they're throwing out there in front of me, it, it, like every week, and I don't know where to begin or where to end, and it's overwhelming for me as a consumer. I I I tend to shut down. I'm like, you know what? I I think I'd rather instead of Netflix, I'd rather go to Hulu because they'll give me the content, but not all at once. That's right. Which I I appreciate, like like Castle Rock. I think I would I wouldn't be able to watch as far as I am on that show if it was available to me all at once, because there's a lot to digest in there. So they you get one one episode a week. Well, and you know what was and, a ton to digest too was The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, it's the same exact. God, yeah. You're saying the same exact thing that I'm saying, which is great because uh, you're feeling my pain. Like, has that what I described? Has that happened to you? Because you know, have you watched like say two episodes of like a Jessica Jones, and then because you forget where you left off. It almost is overwhelming, so you skip it and you go to something that it's you know so you frustrating. right. Like you're like what you mentioned. You mentioned Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Defender. All those. What you described is exactly what happened to me. I've never finished any of those series for that exact I've reason. Halfway through, yeah. and then I had to like take a break, come back, and I'm like, I, I didn't even know where I was. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. And so, and you know, you never. There's no rhyme or reason 
on when you press play, whether it starts where it was. It does sometimes it doesn't ask you whether, you know, start from the beginning or resume playing like and then it starts over and then you, it's just very confusing, man. And so um, so that's my concern. I think they need to spend some time and money on the technology. I understand that creating new content is important and spending money on that is important. But go in and fix your tech, like allow me to go in and say, these are the 50 shows that I'm watching right now. This is a breakdown of my calendar of how I can accomplish them when the next season is coming out, all that stuff. Like people like us that are passionate about the content, there's so many ways to appease us and they're not doing any of them. And so they're throwing money uh, at billions of dollars, literally on content um, to try to win market share. But guess what? The Disney app is coming. The DC app is coming. HBO Now is relevant and you know, there's going to be five Game of Thrones spinoffs. How do you, how do you keep up with it all, man? You just, it, it's almost an, and Funny or Die, or not Funny or Die, College Humor actually did a parody of like, I need to be able to talk about this in the office. So, you know, to catch up on everything that's pop culture, uh, you have to lose sleep and, and stop spending time with your wife. Like it's crazy. So, um, yeah, that, that's sort I'm of, with you, I hope they fix that, man. I really do. Um, and then sort of closing this out, um, quickly is uh so i was really excited dude i was at a fantasy football draft like two weeks ago and i'm here like i gotta i gotta go i gotta go and i'm like why where's everybody going it's the last episode of what is it sharp the sharper image sharper things the sharper the sharpest (laughs) what is it because like i'm so sharper things it's not it's not sharper things it's is it sharp objects sharper objects objects. whatever (laughs) so it's um it's chubby drunk amy amy adams who again you know i have never been a fan of hers i think that she's one of those interchangeable actresses like her and emma stone are in everything and you could swap both of them and it wouldn't matter um (laughs) and so I watched it and I'm like, this is sort of film noir. It's sort of, you know, it's art, certainly artsy. And I don't know, dude, I, I watched like three or four episodes and I told you that I think you should watch it because it, it was a little like the characters were good. It, that one guy that they have playing the head detective HBO loves him for whatever reason. I think he, he's been in other stuff. Um, and it was okay. Um, and then I just, again, got to got to episode seven, got confused where I left off. It, there's only eight episodes. I didn't, I, and now I fall, fell asleep twice at the finale of, of eight. And it looks, I don't know. So uh, that's my wrap Same up. Same feedback. I watched a few of those. Uh, my fancy loves it. She watched the whole thing. I could never get into it. I, I was three episodes in. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to go do something else. Right? Like, how many... You? I'm sure, and I know that you appreciate the the gift that I got you for Christmas, which is the gift that keeps giving. It's the, the Marvelous oh, Bob yeah. from the M6P. But there's no way that you've read all of those yet. It's impossible. It'd oh, be impossible. impossible. So, I, we just don't have that much time as dudes. I just want you to have, like, a nice bookcase when you get, like, leather pat. You have children, and you have patches on your sleeve. Like, in your library, I want you to say, Uncle Kyle gave me these 50 books. So, anyway, um, I have a vision in my head of that's how it's going to go. But the... Uh, uh, so, but I mean, you would be far better off reading one of those stories than spending any time on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I did Read. see what or, or watching Inception. Yeah, right. Oh, please don't get me started. We, we were going to keep it light. <laughs> we were going to keep it nice. You had to bring up Inception. Um, so, did you see uh, the trailer for um, the? Uh, 
new HBO show that we love. What is it? True Detective. Did you see the... I, I, you know what? No, I, I know it came out, and I was like, oh, shoot, I got to watch that, and I didn't watch it yet. Okay. So, what, what did you think? I'm going to watch it. Don't, don't worry about spoilers for me. What did you think of yeah, it? Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I was really disappointed by season two. I don't think they'll- Oh, my God, that, season two was terrible. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really bad. So I don't know if they're reaching. Um, I'm certainly, they've they've earned enough credibility with me. I mean, it's HBO um, and with the first mm-hmm. season. I think it'll be good. Um, it actually looks really, really interesting. They're doing it a little bit differently so i want you to watch it i want you to have a fresh set of eyes on it and perspective and then uh we can touch base back on that uh next week so uh and, yeah, and, yeah that, that's one of those those shows season one did such a phenomenal job that even though they dropped for me they dropped the ball completely on season two the strength of season one will make it so i will watch season three yeah 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 no, no it i agree was that good yeah it was it was it really was so so that's sort of my wrap up for uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so over on Prime, I mentioned Castle Rock already. Have you been able to stay up on that? Yeah, I have. Um, so I'm a little behind, um, but we, I'm an episode behind. I didn't get the latest episode in. Yeah, so I, I got to catch up. Um, you know, some great references, some great. I mean, it's listen, it's fun, and it comes out weekly, and I think it. Yeah, it, it, it's good, and you know, I'm certainly committed to it for um, Mark Bernardin, who we are massive mm-hmm. fans of. Um, you have different reasoning. You know, you you have personally personal ties I to loved, the show. First off, I love Stephen King, and and so it's like, especially with it hitting the way it hit this year, that the new take on it that was released. Yeah, which. I thought it was just phenomenal. Castle Rock is continuing on on retelling or respinning the Stephen King feel, and it, they're just they're just touching every nerve for me in, in all the best ways. Uh, but I do have a personal connection to the show. the The guy that I play with, Brian McKenzie, he he also works. He does a he's a set dresser, so he works in all the films and TV shows that are shot up in the Northeast in New England. Uh, and he happened to be working on Castle Rock, so. For me, when I watch Castle Rock, there's another character that most probably nobody else notices, but it's the house where um, Sissy Spacek is, and it's that picket fence, that really weird, creepy-looking picket fence. Well, he built that by hand. Brian did. Oh, that's cool. He did that entire thing. So what he would do is he'd have the logs, he'd take an axe, split it, split it, split it, keep splitting until he had those sections like it is. And then he he put them all together, and then taking a chainsaw, he carved each each individual um, picket right of the fence to make it that look. So it kind of looks like jagged teeth, right? So whenever I see that in the show, it's almost like its own character to me. Yeah, no, that's cool. And and listen, I think that that is a show that could absolutely get a nod for um, you know set and costume design. So I think. you know, I'll definitely. That's de- definitely another reason to keep an eye on it. So that that's actually really cool. And that show. Listen, I'm in. I mean, I'm bought in uh, for all the reasons that we said. And uh, this is the IP that I'm looking for, man. You know, uh, something new, yeah. something fresh, but something that you're comfortable and familiar with. It's brilliant. It's an entirely brilliant concept. And uh, on this on Castle Rock, I think it's rewatchable too because I'm already wanting to go back and rewatch. Hundred percent. Much like Inception, very rewatchable. There's, uh, there's so many layers. Yeah, right. It's all layered. Yeah, very layered. Just like Inception. It's almost like a dream inside a dream. Right. I know. It's 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 crazy. Um, did you did you check out? I haven't looked at it yet. Um, Jack Ryan. I, I kind of have this 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 Bosch. Yep. Show yep. itch that needs to get scratched, and I, I I'm thinking Jack Ryan might do that for me. 
Um, have you checked it out at all? I, I, you know what? And I've never been a huge fan of the Jack Ryan stories. You know, there's a, you know, what? How many movies? Like a half dozen movies with different actors portraying yeah. Jack Ryan. So what? Do you have any inside? I mean, I got nothing. Um, Zinski so, looks great at it, but I don't know. Yeah, no. Nah, but here's yeah. So uh, my insight is that I can only subscribe to like five dudes at one time, right? So I'm I'm bought in on Ethan Hunt. Um, so he, you know, he's in, I'm, I'm bought in on Jason Bourne. I'm bought in on James Bond. Uh, I'm bought in on, um, Sherlock Holmes and I'm bought in on, uh, and actually that's even enough, right? So, uh, it's just one extra name. Oh, and Harry Bosch, right? So those are the five that I, that have long storied histories that are deep, that are four, five, six movies with uh, content and books. Like I read all the Ludlow books for Jason Bourne. I read, and you know, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle on Sherlock Holmes and, you know, I'm loving Connolly and Harry Bosch right now. So so I just, it's just what, and and Ethan Hunt, you know, I'm bought into the uh, Mission Impossible trip. So it's just the one last thing that I, I can't like I just don't have enough space in my life for Jack Ryan. Um, I didn't love the hunt for Red October. Harris, I, I got I got nothing, nothing at all. But not to all say right. that if you loved it, that I wouldn't come around. But nothing. Oh, when I have the the bandwidth, I'm gonna take a look at it and see what I think. Uh, trailers make it look great, but we've been fooled before. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, but <laughs> we'll see, right? So, um. A little weird. Another speaking of weird. So we keep attack. You know, like people keep attacking people for nothing. And uh, this isn't like PC, man. Like I watch the. I don't know if you're watching. Do you watch Explained on Netflix? I love that. Uh, no, I, I, I've seen it on the the feed, but I haven't checked. it I yet. love Vox because I'll watch their videos all day. You know, it's very um, very educational and gives you a deep dive into things that you might have just glanced over or whatever. And it took a deep dive on Bitcoin and then marijuana, and it just picks a topic every Wednesday and and does this deep dive. And today I watched one on political correctness and sort of how far we've come and uh, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And and what's portrayed as appropriate and whatever, and so you know the news while we were away comes back that uh, Jeffrey Owens, who played uh, Elwin on the uh, or Elvin, Elvin, yeah, Elvin on uh, the Cosby Show, and he's played a lot of bit roles. Like he's a working actor, he's out there. But uh, yeah. somebody takes a picture of him working in Trader Joe's between gigs and yep. just shames him, man. Like, shames him, makes fun of him, blasts it on the internet. And then media, the, the worst part of it, and why I even br- I'm bringing it up, is because media companies pick it up. And, and TMZ is not even the worst of it. It's just normal. Like, the Huffington Post picked it up. Like... Why do and endless? It's it everything. Fox, just, yeah. Right? Like why? For what purpose? It's embarrassing. It's why? Why would you? There wasn't anything there other than a guy working. Right? Like uh, and and so Tyler Perry, who whatever. I mean, that's not. That's definitely not our target. We're not you know talking about Medea on our podcast. But uh, he comes out and says like that is the sign, and he's right. That is the sign. Look at us right now. We're doing a podcast. We put it out. People like it. We're chasing our dreams and creating what we think people want and what we want to do. But 
And if we could, let me be clear, if we could do nothing but this show and make enough money and do it every day of the week and make enough money to support our families, we would absolutely walk away from our jobs today to do it. We would. And we can't. So because we only, uh, don't, you know, or we don't have enough subscribers to do that yet, we have to go to work every day. And we do it in the places that we do it. Well, guess what? Jeffrey Owens can't go out and work in a high-tech company because he's got an acting gig right around the corner. So he's got to take temporary, movable jobs, and the hustle is real. So Tyler Perry comes out and says, I respect the hustle. We're filming this new thing for the Oprah Winfrey channel. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to bring you in to do this. Right. So uh, they hire him and then Nicki Minaj like threw him 25 grand to like be in his video or something. And so, listen, there, there are good people out there. And it's always like a, a every single thing that has happened has shut the haters down and made me believe in humanity more. But how about we just don't do it? I don't know. What's your take yeah. on it, dude? I don't know. There's nothing. That, it's, it's disgusting to me that that happened. I thought it was just low class move. But everybody who made a news report about this guy, right, working a job to make you know to to make the money that he needs to 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 live his life, right? Yeah, that's and it. he's still acting. He's still in shows. He's still doing it. But he's okay. So we're gonna make him feel bad because he's a responsible human being. I get it. Sure. Right. What a dumb move. Just so. Just what a dumb move. Just and heck. and you know what? Even even is better about this story. Not that just Tyler Perry offered him the role, but he was reluctant to take it because he said, I didn't earn it. I need to audition for it. Right. Right. You're right. Even better. Yep. Like, and, and you know, it's. Inf- I, I'm glad he, it didn't hurt him in a negative way where you know, there's some people who could spiral out of control, be ashamed or whatever, because really, like you said, they're star shaming these people. Like, you they're know, trying to make them feel bad. Contemplating you know suicide and hell. leaving. You know, yeah, you exactly. That perfect that you can yeah. make someone feel this bad about themselves. Like, just go to hell. That's it. So like, that's, ter- that, that's my take on it. I, I think it, it just gets me angry when you just treat people nice. You know, is that hard? You're just not. We're not here that long on this on the on this earth. Right. Like, we're just not just be nice to people. Just just. Please just be nice to people. Just unreal. But anyway, uh, awesome. Great job. Everybody who supported him, Tyler Perry, Nicki Minaj, everybody that was, you know, positive messages. It's, you know, just shut down the hate when you see it. So, uh, and speaking of of an incredibly positive person, um, our man, Kevin Smith, um, has been talking about this project. We've been talking about it a lot. And you know he's working with some big toys i don't think we know yeah. exactly what they are yet um but uh this past week uh fat man on batman did has done a lot of shows that is his uh his podcast that he does he also does like a live stream uh with mark bernardin who is a, a great writer from entertainment weekly and in other places is has writing credits on castle rock and has a new show uh that he's working on in the jason Bourne legacy so uh uh, they decided, and they had been talking about it and poking around on it, of changing the name of the show because they feel like they, they kind of stole the name. They felt uncomfortable having the Batman name in that show. But I wonder, and I'm sure, I know he, he addressed it, but do you think, here's my question, do you think that he is changing the name because the toys that he's playing with now are in that universe. So is he getting rid of mm. Batman because he's, you know, is he 
and, and, and maybe I'll go to my prediction. I think the Ruby Rose Supergirl is his. I mean, uh, Batgirl is is Kevin's. That's what I think. You think? Yep. Well, he was beating with um with the with Disney, wasn't he? He was at, at points before he got sick. He was, uh, and they sent him no, something. something. This was recent. This is after he got sick. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, no, I think you... you're right. I think you're right. But I don't know. I don't know if that's that's. I don't know. I mean, he, he he could be doing both. You know, he he doesn't shy away from work. So certainly not. Um, certainly not. But interesting. It is interesting. I, I don't know, man. I know the Supergirl thing would be, or, or sorry, Beckel. He he's been talking about that a lot, but I feel like what he's been because he wrote something, right? That's the yeah, last and thing he said he, he did. He, he wrote a treatment. Or? Yeah, wrote the treatment. Wrote a second draft after he got notes, but he's saying that it's not a movie, right? Like, did he say that it's a, recently? It's a series or something. It's a series. So that's what. So is it for the new Disney uh, IP? Is it for DC? He's been doing stuff with DC and Harley Quinn. His daughter just got a big role at DC, which he mentioned on the last podcast as well. So. Um, I did, uh, you know, I think that it just remains to be seen. And as soon as he can make the announcement, he will. But I don't know, dude. Like, I'm not seeing anything with with Hollyweed. Um, he did not say that it got picked up. I didn't think it was particularly good. I don't think you did either. You watched it. Um, yeah. And, and I just feel a major change with him come. Like, he's been... You know, you you almost die. You lose fifty pounds and become a vegan. That has got to change you as a person. And I'm not saying that the changes that I've seen in him are necessarily negative, but I just feel like he's changing. And I think that you know he's flowed in and out of the podcasts. Whether it's you know he'll go two, three, four, six, eight months without doing a smartcast. Uh, you know the the Hollywood Babylon disappears for a while. He's just in so many things that it disappears for a long period of times. And Hollywood Babylon and Fat Man on Batman are seem to be the most consistent. But I feel like we're right around the corner from that changing in a big way. And I, I think he may be seriously considering getting away from the podcasting and moving his attention more towards other people's toys. And I don't know. What do you think? I, I, you listen to the same stuff that I listen to. And again, no Kevin yeah. Smith, no nerd pod, probably. I don't know. Any yeah. any insight, any feeling on it? I, I didn't get that feeling from it. But I mean, that, that you bring it up, it, it makes sense. Uh, if he's going to be playing with these bigger toys, that's a way bigger responsibility, less time to, to, to do the podcasts. Um, obviously, he'll be privy to things that he can't talk about, which from the show, you know, Dry, he likes to talk about everything. No, he does. It's an open um, book. Yeah. So, I yeah, it's a good call. Like Maybe he has to scale it down um, versus doing however many he does a week, eight a week, uh, or excuse me, not eight a week, four a week. Yeah. Week, yeah, he does, uh, it, and, and he's been pretty consistent with that. So, anyway, I think it's just yeah. it's something that I think we should watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, keep an eye on. He, so, the um, did you see the Entertainment Weekly dropped some photos for and it's been a while? It's funny because before we get there, it's been a long time since we talked Marvel stuff. It has shockingly, it really has. I don't know. Did you see that the uh, the pictures came out on Entertainment Weekly from Captain Marvel? I did. It seems like I'm complaining a lot tonight, and I, I don't want to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I want everything to be positive and sunny. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I also saw the tweet, which you retweeted, uh, from Brie Larson saying, Hey, I'm bored. Let's break the internet. 
you make a statement like that, there better be a trailer attached. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't say that you're don't say that you're breaking the internet at, at noon tomorrow and then come out with pictures. Um, so I was really really disappointed. That should have been a trailer and not pictures. Um, however, yeah, for that type of a tweet because that's yeah. a good tweet. Uh, that's like yeah, that's great almost, tweet. That's a whole run swing. It is right, and then, it, and then just get like a little dribbler down the, get, the baseline. Yeah, they bunted. <laughs> they bunted up the third baseline, and it wasn't even a great bunt. So um, yeah, so uh, yeah, young Sam Jackson, great. I knew that was coming. We knew that was coming. But, uh, yeah, both. But, yeah, I thought he looked great. He did. Young, young Colston and young um, Sam L is what we're expected in this movie. Uh, makes me interestingly. I don't want to change the topic, um, but and I thought it was cool. But the one, so did you notice that uh, Black Panther is on uh, Netflix? I did. I noticed it today. Yep. So I've already watched it three times, uh, just in the background of ironing my clothes and stuff. And um, but but here's what I noticed, and I was a little irritated by this because it's a big character. Um, why didn't they age down uh, King T'Chaka? Um, because boy, that was a huge stretch from 1992 in Detroit when he shows up in uh, Sterling K. Brown's uh, character, uh, Killmonger's father, uh, and that whole thing happens. He's like a relatively young, fit guy, and then we flash to the time where he dies, and and, and when he died uh, during the Sokovia Accord signing. He was like an old man, and and an old man that looked nothing like the guy from. So I just don't mm-hmm. think anybody can age that much from '92 to the Sokovia Accords, and it just makes me feel like because he wasn't a big actor in the role, they didn't yep. spend the money to age it down. But I think uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes. Man, Feige does not uh, leave a lot to chance. Still, a, one of the biggest Marvel movies. It's still an incredible movie. I watched it. It holds up. It's perfect. I thought that was a little weird, dude. I don't know. Go back and watch I did, that. I and, think it, it's a money thing, and because it's you, you, you just kind of. I never realized it until you bring it up. But it, it's one hundred percent a money thing. Like, here's an actor. We're not going to get any more screen time with him. He's we're done with him, right? Yeah. There that and to do that type of treatment. It must call to the level that they're doing it. That Disney and Marvel are, are doing these de aging effects. It, they probably just looked at the bottom line and said, "No, it's not worth it." Yeah, no. I mean, the mo- listen, they, they're still doing it right. I mean, they made millions and millions of dollars. So I take a look billions. at that young Sam Jackson still. Yeah, like yeah, it looks like it's a real picture of him. It, like it, it, for a still of that to look that good is it's amazing. Like. Yeah, it's revolutionary. It's I can't believe the way how far it's come. Like being able to do that with your actors, I love it. I think that it it brings just like I talk about Kyle Dunnigan all the time. I mean, Kyle Dunnigan doing the face swaps with Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump. Uh, it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole new uh, way of 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 being a, a comedian, being a performer, right? I mean, adding those voices to those faces is absolutely incredible. So, uh, you know, we're getting into this new world of technology. I mean, ultimately, you know, if you listen to Elon Musk, AI is going to take over the world. But uh, you know, a, a, as of right now we're safe and that's pretty incredible stuff and i'll take it you know um so uh, very impressive but captain marvel 
not so much big swing and a miss. You better be, you know, women of the future. That's fine. I love it. I love that, uh, you know, I'm all game and ready for uh, a new set of heroes to take to take charge. Uh, be better than that. Be better than you've been, which is a, a great line from Ozark. So anyway, um, so uh, staying on that news, um, we've sort of missed a lot of the gun stuff with Game of Thrones, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, but what's happening this week? I'm sort of out of date. Sure. Well, I think really nothing's happened in terms of um, Guardians, as we all know, is on hold indefinitely. That's more along the lines is that I think they're still vetting out uh, who's going to direct this thing. So don't read too much into it. Yeah. Taika Waititi. Okay. You know, um, and I agree. I think he's the he's the choice. I think I want as a fan to do it for sure. I mean, we all know that they they the lawyers met back with with Gunn uh, without Feige there, but they've decided to stay with their original decision. Again, at least they got he he was hurt out again, and it's ultimately their call whether or not to move forward with it. No matter how we feel, and I think Gunn should be back, but that's me, and I think you feel the same way. Of course. But they decided, nope, it's just, we don't want, it's over, right? So, okay, that's fine. The the thing that is, it seems to be irking me a bit, is David Bautista, who plays Drax, is treating this whole thing, this whole Disney Marvel thing, like it's a wrestling opponent for himself. You are... And what I mean by that... Dude, God, yeah, please finish. Is, is, he thinks the way to go about this is to go... Out there and grieve his 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 opinions on this whole matter, which really his opinion doesn't really hold much weight. I mean, you're a secondary character in an amazing movie. That's about you. Know, that's where you fit in this whole equation. You're it's not your millions and millions of dollars being invested. You're being paid to play a part that's a bit part. Yes, you're good in it, and we want to see you back in it. But don't overplay your hand, right? It's a great way to get blacklisted. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a great way to get blacklisted across. And listen, look at Terrence Howard as a as a prime example. And look at, oh, at, yeah. at Edward Norton. Do not push the buttons too far, my friend, because if they're willing to replace the Hulk and War Machine, I promise that you're not that special. And you're right. I mean, he, dude, that is a, a fantastic point. He's treating it like a wrestler. And listen, I loyalty is... The, is so important, man. I, I as a character trait, you got to stay loyal to the people who are loyal to you. Um, James Gunn's a big boy. He went out. He said the things that he said, and they didn't bother him enough to go back and change them and 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 delete them, which he very well could have. Which we all have at this point. Going back and seeing if we said something dumb, uh, maybe had a couple of drinks and said something stupid. Uh, if you haven't, then you're dumb. And if, if you haven't, you have to pay that responsibility um you know this isn't a vince mcmahon storyline you're not gonna you know uh, kevin feige's not coming in with a chair to smash you over the head with it and then hire james gunn back it's not he's not hulk hogan so um move on bro either do and and listen his laugh and how he is his character is a great bit part as you said uh but long term Guess what, bro? It's yeah, not that important. Not as important as Terrence Howard or Edward Norton, I promise. <laughs> Just, it, I think you you said this, uh, and I, I thought it was a really good take. If it was Batista instead of Gunn that had done all this, 
gun would have gotten rid of him in a nanosecond. Peace out. Gone. And, oh, it's, it's, it, it's tough. And and then, you know what he might do? He might hire him for a future project. You know what I mean? Like, if he yeah. takes over, like, the Josh Trank uh, um, nightmare that is his career, right? Like, if he t- chose to do Chronicle 2 or something, uh, he'd bring Batista in. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, nightmare, bro. So... Yeah, I, I interesting, uh, and that that movie might be doomed, and is a is a is a part three absolutely necessary to begin with. Wouldn't be surprised if Disney said too much work, can the script, push it off, don't need it. We have, they have fifty other, uh, you know. How about make a Black Widow movie before that gets done? How about do um, any of a million things? Guess what? They just got all the toys in the world. They got the X Men. They got the, uh, forget it. So. So that yeah, I would not. For, ugh, yeah, they got so much. I mean, so much they could they're do. They're only missing a few of them now, and they have most of them. So that's it. You're right. I I would love. To, I'd love the Guardians movies. I would love to see a third one, but it's okay. They, yeah, just keep me entertained, guys. And I won't miss it. No, nope. <laughs> no. I mean, gr- yeah, great. They'll be in the Avengers four. Maybe they pop back up. I mean, I don't know if they killed the Warlock storyline. I'd love to see that through. But other than that, man, whatever. It's just yeah. whatever. So. All right, man. I know you have something here, and I want to go through this really quickly, but I want to add a little flavor to this. I want to... So, uh, I'll let you say it. Uh, I want us to predict what the Rotten Tomatoes score for each of these things that you're going to talk about is, right? So, So from now until the end of 2018, there are going to be a bunch of movies out there. So what we're going to do is going to do the Coach and K-Rock's movie planner for the rest of 2018, asterisk, with the predicted Rotten Tomatoes scores that we, uh, from based off of what we know so far. Yeah, so, so we can go with, uh, so if you want, you can either go Rotten or Certified, right? Mm-hmm. So so Rotten or Certified Fresh, if you want to give an actual pro, like a score uh, for extra points, do it. But I would say the median you have it has to just be either uh, rotten certified or give a score or, or both. You know, with a score. So let's do it. All right. All right. Cool. So first up, October fifth, Venom. I'm gonna go rotten, and I'm gonna give a score of forty-eight. I'm gonna go rotten. With a score of thirty-five or under. Okay, so you're going. You were going. I'm going super bad. low. Super low. You said thirty-eight. Yeah. Th- no, thirty-five or lower. Thirty-five or lower. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I think we both agree that this is a movie that the only reason I'm going to go see it is to see if Tom Hardy can keep this thing afloat. Not a good ringing endorsement, in my opinion. Nope. And I won't even spend the money unless uh, unless I <laughs> unless get I come back and say, oh, my God. Yep. Unless really? unless you knock the socks off me and say you absolutely have to see this in the theaters, then I will. But okay. other than that, I'm out. All right. Next up, October 12th. And this movie uh, kind of flew beneath the radar until recently. And, and all of a sudden it's popped up. Trailers have popped up. First Man, Ryan Gosling. It's a Neil Armstrong biopic. I'm going to go fresh. I'm going to go 90 or above. Is that fair? That's fair. Um, I like it. I have not seen the trailer yet. Um, if it was a documentary um, with the with the love of uh, have you, uh, Will You Be My Neighbor, I would have put it higher. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 
fresh with no score because um, uh, I just haven't seen the trailer yet. Maybe, maybe that changes, but yeah, for, for yeah, we're good. All right. Next up, October 19th, Halloween. I'm going to go fresh. I'm going to go 75. All right. I am going to go... I'm going to say rotten. And I... and and Yeah, I'm going to go rotten 48. Okay. Rotten 48. Yeah, I think it's just a stretch and whatever. I... I yeah, boy. All right. Rotten 48, fresh 75 from me. I like it. And I'm... It's and for me. It's just looking brutal. It's looking great, but that's that's what drives me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> November second, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen. Um, I'm gonna say there's such love for Freddie. I'm gonna go fresh. I'm gonna go eighty high eighties. So eighty five up. Yeah. So I'm going higher. Um, Listen, Mark Wahlberg was horrible in whatever Rockstar, and I think that shit that movie was like a Best Picture nominee. People love these movies; they love them. Um, and so I'm going f- fresh, and I'm going high. I'm going like ninety six. I'm talking about and and listen. The day that this trailer came out, I said Rami Malek best uh, uh best, actor. best actor. Yep. And and I'm sticking with that. Going fresh mm-hmm. fresh 96. I think I was nervous at first about it yeah. and it was because the trailer showed that it it didn't give the um the credit it didn't seem in those early trailers to the rest of the band members. Um you know, John Deacon and Roger Taylor and Brian May who are you know Freddie Mercury was a singer but all of those guys together, they were all brilliant geniuses when it came to songwriting. Yeah. So it was happy to see in the later um, trailers that like Brian May came. I want to I want to write a song that the audience sings. Yeah. We will rock you. We will, that was yeah. in the trailer. I'm like, okay, we're gonna get there. They're they're gonna they're gonna connect all these dots. So I'm with it. I'm I'm excited now for it. I love all it. Right. No November 9th, Scott Mosier's The Grinch, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give a number to this. I don't. I think we're gonna see like a sixty to seventy range on this one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I unfortunately, I don't know. It looks cute, but I I think it I think it misses the mark. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say this is the bomb of the winter, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go rotten twenty five or below. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, I'd be nice on mine, I guess. <clears throat> November 16th, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is the sequel to Fantastic Beasts. This is all the Harry Potter world, right? Yeah. I'm a fan of the series, uh, the Potter series, so I'm looking forward to it. I saw the first one. I didn't think it was anything great. I'm going to go with probably... 75 to 80 I don't think it's fresh yeah I don't think so I don't think it certifies as fresh either um yeah I'll go like 60 65 uh yeah 65 is good um that's that's fine by me um okay. I, I, I won't go see it in the theaters um this next one I will though November 21st Creed part two all about this one huh um this is the 
sequel to Creed that was now what's this is um going to be taking place right after the first one do we know or is this uh, I think a little time has times. gone by a little bit he has a, it looks like he has okay. a baby uh so maybe a year or two um he might so he's got some of the trappings and the money yep yep he does okay. yep yep so uh, I think this will this gonna, will be rem, this will fall right in line with with uh, four uh, Rocky four. So okay, this is going to be so. The first one was obviously a huge smash. Uh, critically, the critics loved it. My gut's telling me this is not going to be that, and I hate to say it. I'm going to go with I think seventy. Mid mid to low 70s, so like a 72, 73. Yeah, I mean, listen, Coogler is uh, the reason why that movie did what it did. I believe that. Um, Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, and Coogler has got a writing credit on here. Um, I love who they picked, um, who, had, who had written a few episodes from uh, Luke Cage. Uh, uh, Coker, right, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I, I really do like him. Um but I'm not sure. Um, I think this is Luke Cage season two. I'm going to go uh, not certified, fresh but not rotten. I'm going to go uh, 60 here as well. 60. Yeah. November 21st. Now, this one I'm pretty pumped about. Me I love too. the first one. Yep. Ralph Breaks the Internet. So this has got the Disney magic all over it, I think. I think we're going to see an 85 on this one, certified fresh. Yep. Uh, great. I'm going to give it a higher. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go 91, uh, certified fresh. Uh, I think this is the, I think this is the smash, uh, of the winter. Uh, I think this is the one. Yep. So. All right. Then our last one is December 14th. I, I just, I, I've been devouring these trailers when I see it. I think it's so creative how this story is being told. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'm going to go this one as a high high 80s. I'm going to say 90. Okay. Certified fresh. I like it. Um, and here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if they do this right, if they do this right, critics will hate it. Um. In all things, like although they're very, they're being really revolutionary in the way that they're animating. So I want to say that this is going to be under twenty five, um, but and it's going to be the greatest under twenty five ever written. But mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna uh, because of the animation, they do love innovation. Uh, critics do. So um, I'm gonna go seventy five, not certified. All right. Good stuff. So I kept track of all our scores. We'll post this on um, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. We'll take a, a shot of this, and then we can be held accountable. I really <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah, I thought it, I thought that would be a uh, a funny, call, man. yeah, fun, fun fun way to close that out. So um, speaking of closing it out, I think unfortunately, you know, we we, we do ha- generally close our show out with uh, with passing. People passing. Um, what do we got? Any anything in the? We oh, lost yeah, uh, that's right. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds uh, this week. You know, one of the the classic seventies machismo, got a mustache all the way to the end kind of guys. Loved him in Boogie Nights. He was the Smokey and the Bandit. Um, 
Yeah. Good, I mean, can you say rest in peace, right? Yeah, rest in peace. I, I hate to disrespect the dad. I hope, um, you know, whatever. I know he was, uh, eh, whatever. I won't say anything negative, but um, yeah, he was in the longest yard. That's what I'll say. He was in the longest yard with Adam Sandler. So, so, so wait, he was also, um, was he cast in the upcoming Quentin movie? I think he was, he was. And I think actually good call. And I think they got his scenes. So I think, I think they got him. I think that's going to be what, what a great last performance that would be. Um, you know, so I'm really looking forward to that movie too. I can't wait until that's on the, uh, on the schedule. So, well, man, it was nice to be back. It was good to be back Uh, now with the winter coming and, you know, the the weather breaking, I think we're going to be settled in and able to bring you nerd pod on a very regular basis. And that's a good thing. We're going to shoot for that. So thanks for listening. And, um, we missed you guys. Uh, keep getting the word out. We love that people were, uh, texting us messaging us asking us when the next nerd pop is going to be because they don't know what to watch that was literally something someone asked me i don't know what to watch this fall i was waiting for you guys waiting for the show yeah that's great so keep keep it coming keep it do you guys keep listening we'll keep making them all right boys let's close it down all right boys let's close it down You see that I'm dying Look at you man Doing all you want it against me Like a goddamn bull So close to close My skin starts to glow Sweat pouring down Singing in my life You have been listening To NerdPod With Coach and K-Rock From Podacy Entertainment Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock To stay up to date On all upcoming NerdPods And Podacy programs On Instagram Which you can find them At Podacy That's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y On Twitter which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.